Hello, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast with Tara and EJ Kerwin. Thank you for being here, as always, listening to hopefully words of wisdom as we try to help individuals and couples become their best selves, either by themselves or together. And just want to also, you know, please everybody out there, we've uh, really enjoyed your feedback, you know, so continue to hit us through our social media or send us emails. Uh, We love to hear, you know, everything that's going on for you guys because it helps us in having really compelling topics. And it's also super helpful for us if you just, you know, share uh, if if this is a show that you really enjoy, you know, please just tell somebody else about our show, maybe send them a link and also any reviews and ratings that you guys can give us. It's super helpful. So please. I know it's always so nice to like log in and look that there's more five star reviews. (laughs) We're okay with less than that, but we're hoping like we really care about quality of uh, content that we provide. So yes, thank you. So today is a topic that someone encouraged us to talk about, and it's something that is very much personal for us. And the the topic is couples who work together. And it's something that we've certainly dealt with over the years, but also like tons of couples nowadays, you know, they have businesses together and they are in each other's hemisphere basically when you work together 24-7. And so, yeah, it's it's a topic that we're going to talk about today. Not only are more couples working together, we have had plenty of couples who come in because the main issue is we work together and it's not working. And how can we get support from you guys? Because we know that you work together and how does it work for you? And it took us a minute to really separate our work roles from our intimate partner roles. And I really think that that's the subject we really want to get into today because it really is about setting up systems and boundaries within your workspace, even if that is at home. Ours, of course, is at our center, but a separate workspace and then your separate home space and how to not let that bleed into each other because when it does bleed into each other, it can become very chaotic very destabilizing. And then when you are together eight, nine hours a day at work and going home and you're bleeding into that, like you don't have a lot of quality time that is being spent with each other. It's all kind of bleeding into one and people just get exhausted and frustrated. And then they start to feel a little like powerless. Yeah. I think it exasperates even more a dynamic that that almost every couple we support deals with at some point. And that's like, hey, we feel more like partners. We feel more like roommates. We get stuff done, but our intimate relationship, our emotional connection feels really disconnected. And I, I think in, you know, those bleeding of boundaries that Tara's talking about when couples work together, it contributes greatly to that. I mean, at least for us, when you have a business, you put every mm-hmm. bit of your energy into it. Into you know? that, into growing it, into making it successful, you know, emotionally, yeah, and financially. It, and it's an exciting project too. I mean, I know that like many things in relationships sort of sneaks up on you in that 
you know, when we first started this business together, it was just so exciting. And so talking about it all the time and figuring out how to do it better was really engaging and brought us together. But then that that started to cause problems, right? Yeah. So I'm what I'm hearing you say is like, there's a lot of successes in when a couple decides to work together and exciting new things are happening. You're having conversations, creativity's there. You're working together in a different way than you ever have. However, you guys are going to hear this because you hear it a lot. If you don't have systems developed and you start that process and boundaries and roles start to become blurry, the challenges then are that both partners become lost in this like whirlwind of trying to figure out how do we make this work. So I think this will be a podcast that maybe we have a few, we revisit a few times. So in order to give you something really useful, the two boundaries that we're going to talk about today. Okay. The first is literally just the boundaries of when work begins and ends and life and being a couple begin and end. So that's that's one boundary okay. we're going to talk about, which is a, you know, a, a little more of a easily defined boundary. And then the boundary of when am I your co-owner, when am I your partner in the business, and when am I your intimate partner? That I'm going to just say that that one's a little bit that more one's fuzzy. The, that one's the hard one, right? So yeah. let's start just with, okay, okay, what are the problems when you own a business together or you work together and about just literal time? I'm going to say one of, for me, one of the biggest challenges was like, I didn't get to miss you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like we would, you know, before we kind of had our own roles and our own therapist, we didn't have our center here. We didn't work together. Uh, we would still see each other because we kind of worked at similar places. But, you know, basically like we got to be kind of apart for six to nine hours out of the day and then come home and then we would do our little thing. Now it's like we wake up, we have our coffee. We do have that hour where we take our time for our physical exercise. And then we are together from about nine in the morning until we go to bed at 10 at night. And so that component of like not missing you and just you always being here. Hey, here I am. <laughs> here I am, Tara. I didn't realize it until I was like, God, what would it be like if like I was away from EJ now for like eight hours a day? Like I would probably bounce on you when you come yeah. home. And now... You know, like, not, not a lot of bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey, there you are again. <laughs> the, the, the like 30 seconds that it takes us to drive in separate cars from the center to our house is our, is our separation. So I think it's, yeah, it does take like less than two minutes. So I think it's just important to be aware, like, wow, here is like, I'm used to being away from this partner. And this is what happened during the pandemic too. Couples were forced to kind of work in their home together. And now they're in each other's space all the time. They weren't used to that. Not even like that they were working together, but they were just in each other's space. They didn't have that separation and people really, really struggled with that. So the first thing I think we should do is like, support couples and like, okay, how do you transition into like seeing your partner often? <laughs> Whether again, it's because you're now working from home because of the pandemic, or you've decided to start a business together and you're always in each other's space. Yeah. I mean, and for me, that's where it comes into like, when does work begin and end? So you already have this thing where you're 
where you're going to be together, like, you know, basically like Tara says, like all waking hours, we're, we're in the same building, you know, if not looking across from the, the same desk or sitting next to each other in a couple session. Yeah. Or in the kitchen or yeah. folding laundry or whatever that we're constantly together. It becomes like all the more important of knowing, like, at least let's switch out of work mode because we wouldn't, right? We would come back home start folding laundry, and continue to talk talk about about work. work. So, okay, yeah, let me just break this down a little. I think that, and I'm not saying everyone has to do this, but I think that you and I having our own morning routine where we do our own exercise and we're apart is a very good way to create that space to do some self-care, to have that little hour of autonomy and just space for you. I think that, like if I didn't have that in the morning, I don't think it would be as easy for me to do that separation, but I do my self-care in the morning, have an hour where I'm doing my workout. I really get into like a really good mental space, right? And then I can go into my work mode because I've had that time for some self-care, even if it's only 20 minutes. And I think like what you're talking about is like a, is also just a bigger strategy in, in a lot of areas of you still have to carve out some time where you are an individual doing something separate from your partner. Like I know like we've developed this thing also like Saturdays a lot of the time where we have like three or four hours apart where I go out and do my own thing. Sometimes I take the kids to the silver shop and we buy a couple of pieces of silver, you know, but we have some time where like I feel during those three to four hours sometimes like I am the me that is separate from Tara. Right. Which is important. Right. Mm -hmm. We had to set a boundary because we were not good at it for the first few years. Our life, our business, it really took over everything and it really did create some challenges in our intimate relationship. And so, you know, we said, okay, when we get home from work, unless it's an emergency, we cannot talk about work topics. It is our time, it is time with our kids. And it's a pretty solid boundary that we do not cross unless we absolutely need to. That was huge. And we have to remind each other because like EJ will be like, oh, did you see that email from? And I'm like, E, mm-mm, can't go there. Talk about it tomorrow. I know it's an exciting email, but we just did all of this. We just worked together for 10 hours. Can't do it. Yeah. And you're very receptive. Well, and this is a macro strategy that we talk about in a lot of things is like figuring out, hey, this is something we're going to change. We're going to create this boundary, whatever, if it's about work-life balance or about parenting or whatever, we're going to be prepared to talk about it when that boundary gets crossed, right? So we talked about it like that, Tara, if I bring up work in a time where I'm not supposed to talk about work, I agree that it's okay for you to tell me. That's huge. And I can even like be like, and I'm better at hearing it if you bring it up this way or whatever. But but overall, the most important thing is that we've made an agreement that that's okay. So because if we yes. don't make that agreement, and Tara's just like, "Hey, it's eight o'clock. Why are you talking about work?" Yeah. Then I'm like, "Well, I thought that you know." But now I know she's like, "Hey, EJ, like it's eight o'clock. We we have this agreement. We don't talk about this." I'm like, oh, "Okay, you're right." Right. And it also gives us flexibility because there are times where you're like, Tara, hey, I know that we're not supposed to talk about work, but 
it would mean a lot if we could have this conversation because I, I, I'm booked tomorrow and I'm not, and I'll be like, absolutely. Yeah. I it's not like it's like rigid. It's just, we have that flexibility now because we're very both aware of that. And I think you have to have that time where, Hey, like at six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever it is, everybody's work hours are different. This is when we're going to transition from work mode into home mode. Yeah. And it feels nice. Like I, I'll tell you now, I like that. Yeah. It, where it was might have been hard at first, but now it feels nice that like when I go home, I know it's like okay. Because there's also like that for me. This is just me that I have to show Tara how hard I'm working. You know, I have to show her it's still on my mind. And it's like by us setting this boundary, you sort of gave me permission to be like, I'm done with work for the day. Mm-hmm. And to go back when you were constantly working and I was like, no, I felt bad. Like, oh God, am I just not as invested in him? Like, cause he's still working and I'm not. And then I would feel bad about myself. Yeah. So yeah, it goes both ways. So that first boundary, let's just kind of summarize, right? That you want to try to have some self-care again before the day starts. I feel like that puts me in a really good grounding place. Whether you can get away for an hour and go to an exercise class, I love doing that. If you can get out and go for a morning walk, 20 minutes of meditation, a little online yoga, you know, just something where it's you to just have that space for you, right? And then you kind of transition into your work role. And then you set a boundary that when you come home or you're still at home, but it's your home time now, that work is to not be discussed unless you guys talk about it in a healthy way and it's both agreed upon. Does that feel like a pretty good... That feels like, you know, and and like so many things we talk about, it's not super complex, right? It's just addressing the fact that like when we don't know when the workday ends because we work together it creates problems. So we're going to determine when the work day ends and when we have personal space away from each other, and then we're going to support each other in maintaining that agreed upon healthy boundary. And normalizing, like when you are working together and you're starting a business or you're in the middle of your business and you're dealing with all these stressors, like we get it. We know how hard it is, but like if you don't have those boundaries agreed upon, it will constantly take over and wreak havoc. Like you have to be able to do it. A lot of people are like, well, we're just, we can't, like we're in, the, we own our own business. Like we have to do this. It's a 24 seven job. And it's like, uh, look at what it's doing to you guys. Like you can actually have space. I don't think people give themselves permission to have space when they own their own business or they're developing their own business and you have to. Well, and and I mean, one of the complicated things about it too is like, well, if you can't maintain a healthy relationship, what's going to happen to the business, right? If you're not maintaining that side of your connection and wellness and loving each other and feeling connected, you know, if you can't stay together as a couple, clearly the business isn't going to work out. So it's almost in service of your business or, you know, your work to take care of your relationship, that it's symbiotic, you know, that it seems like you might be cheating your business by having that boundary. But in actuality, what you're doing is you're saying like, I'm giving my, my business the best chance it can to succeed by recognizing my relationship needs to be tended to. Which weaves right into that second boundary. This is the hard one, right? Yeah. You want to set this up or you want me to? You can go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, the EJ I bring as a partner, as a dad, is different than the EJ I bring 
as a business owner, as a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, as all the roles I play at work, right? And the way in which Tara and I interact at work and the way we interact at home needs to be understood. And this was a big problem for me. And for me. Well, I mean, just, I guess my side of it, like I had to do a lot of like really understand some things. And that's that like, when I'm in the work mode, I can be like super direct. Mm -hmm. I can just be like right to the point. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm being a jerk. In fact, I think most people maybe that would interact me on the work side that are just people who are working with me would just see it as direct communication. But when I would talk to Tara at work in that way, she would not like it. My heart would be hurt. And and that was like super confusing to me of like, this is the way I am at work. And this is where it gets really complicated because like I can't take off my hat as a husband, you know, as a partner when I come to work, but I have to also realize that I am still her partner. And it's been really tough for me and I think for a lot of couples to figure out like how do we be partners intimately and how do we be partners at work? Do you remember how you went about talking to me about that? Because I, I think it's great to have our two different perspectives of how it went down. Because re- I'll never forget like when I <laughs> I started crying. I'm afraid. No, no. It, it was when we started our conversation though. Like I started crying and I was like, why are you being so mean to me? And like, I feel like I'm being judged right now. And And then you made a request and you talked about what you just did, but you help me to understand that there's a separation for you. Like, Tara, I'm talking to you like I would any other coworker. And I'm like, yeah, but but hold on. There's like a little bit of a difference, you know? And so you made a request. Do you even remember? No. Remind me of that request. You must be doing such a great job that I haven't had to request it again. I am. Thank you. <laughs> Your request was like, hey, honey, we have to try to put like whatever that's happening, like whatever, when you're feeling judged or rejected, like we have to find a time and a space to talk about that. Even if we're at work and you're getting triggered, like how do we not let that spill in because we're about to go into a couple session or about to go into a business meeting? We can't bring our stuff into our work because it's going to be very disruptive for the couples we see. Because I'll remember a couple of times where I was like so pissed at you and we're going into like a couple session that we knew was going to be like difficult. And I'm sure one or two times these couples could sense my yeah. my frustration. And, and that was early on. And I even recognized like, yeah, that is not okay. It's not okay as a clinician. It's not okay for our business. It's not okay for the work we do with our couples. Like that I'm having some frustration towards you when I'm supposed to be super present for our couples. Okay. So then on the flip side of like, sometimes I would go into work mode we'd be here. And then at the end of the day, you'd be like, you haven't kissed me all day long. (laughs) Or or, you haven't said something nice to me. Or you haven't like even looked at me. And I'm like, that was hard for me too, because I was just like, come on. I'm just like, I'm busting my hump like all day at work. I'm in like, how do I, how do we help this company succeed mode? And you're like, and I got to like be like the the open-hearted husband at the same time, that, that seems like a big lift to me. So I would like, yes, so my expectations definitely shifted. I could hear that. Um, Do I like it when I'm wearing a cute dress at work and I've done my makeup and hair and I come in and you're like, honey, you look so good. 
absolutely. If you don't do it, do I get hurt anymore? No. Like I'm like, okay, EJ's in his work mode. I don't need him to be as attentive or complimentary when I'm at work. And again, this is just us. So, you know, couples, these are just the type of conversations you guys have to have with each other about like, hey, how are we going to be a couple in the work environment together? But, you know, I've also, we set intentions with our kids every morning, right? Where we give our, like our check-in, like, how are you feeling? What is your intention for the day? What's your positive self-statement? And a lot of times my intention is like, I'm going to see Tara today. You know, I'm going to like keep my eyes open. I'm going to like see her as my partner throughout the day. I'm not just going to end up in my tunnel vision. Yeah. The huge thing about that. And like, this is like, you know, how our work as a couple always leads to our work as an individual is I can be tunnel visioned with the whole world and keeping my eyes open and seeing you Mm -hmm. every day throughout the day helps me keep my eyes open and see everybody else around me as a human being that needs to be like, I need to be attuned to, you know? You guys, this is important because again, we know that we have a different dynamic coming into work, but we do these like, hey, how are you? And how are you? And they might be a minute in passing, but we check in on each other throughout the day because a lot of the work we do is like, you know, we hold a lot of suffering for a lot of people and we support that, help them navigate it. And there are times where we just need to check in with each other. Like, how are you? Like, you know, the job we do is, you know, how do we hold space for each other and other people and maintain this marriage while we're working together doing really difficult work? I mean, so I think just having the conversations about it and then just like, hey, it would mean a lot if like we just did a couple check-ins during the day, like really say, how are you? That feels really good. It feels really good with our coworkers too, because we do really care about how they're feeling here and if they're happy and feeling a lot of joy from the work they're doing. So there's emotional component here with the work we do. And so I think like the overriding message to a couple out there who works together in whatever environment it is, is you guys have to have conversations about this. You know, you have to talk about like, when does the workday end? When does it begin? When is our personal time that we carve out for each other? How does it affect our relationship that we have dual relationships, you know, that we're not just partners, Mm -hmm. we're not just parents, we're also business partners, you know, and just having like really honest conversations about what are my needs as your partner during the day, you know, and do we feel like those are realistic expectations? Yes. One thing that just came up to me too is like really identifying what your roles are in the workplace, Again, when we started this, we were like, both of us were answering phones and scheduling and doing insurance stuff. And EJ's really good at these things. And I wasn't as good as these, but I still had to do them. And it was like, uh, this is like very confusing. And then I would start to feel like, oh my, he's better than me. And like, oh my God, his therapy skills are like different from mine. And whose is better? Like there was just like this comparison and we're like, hang on a second, EJ, you're really good with like technical things. I'm really good with organization. You're really good with looking at body language of a couple. I'm really good at cognitive restructuring. Like we took our own strengths and said, hey, here are the roles that I'm going to do in our business. 
And EJ's like, here are the roles I'm going to do. And so they weren't combined. Like we had to separate them. And especially in the beginning when it's just maybe the two of you and you're kind of having to play all these different roles, separating them out into your strengths. There is no way I'm going to try to learn podcast video equipment. Not happening. (laughs) Thank you for doing all of that. And for EJ, there's no way I'm going to freaking try to manage all of these different sessions and homework assignments and all of the online material. Like, that's my job. Yeah. I mean, and that's like an awareness that goes beyond just couples working together, right? And that is like, we have to like get into these discussions about what are you really good at and what am I really good at and what do I struggle with and what do you struggle with and how do we make this intentional effort to have this like super symbiotic relationship where we fill in each other's gaps and we support each other instead of feeling like I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or she's judging me because I'm not good at this. Like, you know, these are like really vulnerable but important conversations to have if you work together or if you're just like, hey, in parenting, what are the things you're really good at in parenting? And what are the things that I'm really good at? And running the household, what are you, what are you really good at? What am I really good at? Where's my weaknesses? Like these are great conversations. Just defining you are just kind of separating out those roles. And I just want to say like one thing too, that EG and I did kind of early on is we read a lot of books. We read books around like how to create a business that's successful. You know, how do you like have the shared vision? Because if our vision was different, we would keep knocking heads. And a lot of couples come in, they're like, well, we haven't really talked about vision of it, but we know what, and it's like, oh no. Like you have to think of like one year, five years, 10 years. And if you have different visions, how can you make those work together so it can become that bigger vision. So maybe in our notes, we can plug in some of the really good books we read because it was really helpful in creating systems that we feel like are going to be successful. We're not business people, we're therapists for gosh sakes. So we had to like do a lot of self-learning around that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely feel like we just sort of scratch the surface in this conversation, but I also think like what I came out of it seeing is that This might be useful to people who work together, but these topics of boundaries around time and work and roles in your relationship Mm -hmm. and how do you support each other with your strengths and support each other with your weaknesses is something that works just in relationship in general. Sure. But it's exciting. You know, I will say that it has been an incredibly exciting and fun experience to create a, a business and work with you as well. Seven years now. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun and I've learned I've learned a lot about you in the process. Like I've there are things that I've learned about you that have helped us in our relationship, but then there's also just like I've learned about like these strengths and things that you are mm-hmm. really good at. And I don't know if I would have been quite as aware of it if we hadn't worked together. And so I I appreciate that, you know, that we've had this opportunity. Well, and this is where like We started our Couples Counseling Center because of our own really difficult challenges we had when we blended our family and had twins and we went through our own stuff and now able to like say, hey, we set up systems and it worked and seven years later we have this awesome Couples Counseling Center and and hey, we work together and like take these pieces of wisdom that we've known over seven years that it, we didn't have this all set up. Like we had to go through all of this to be like, actually, okay, that's not working. That's not working. And so even if you're just about to, or even thinking about it, like we went through it and we kind of learned 
from that. And so that's where, again, that's where we do our podcast too. It's like just trying to understand better and deeper how to make life a little bit more manageable in a coupleship with your business, with a family, you know. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you are somebody who works with your partner, please like reach out to us, you know, let us know. Like, successes, yeah, challenges. successes, challenges. What you do, your systems. We are going to circle back to this conversation again. And so any sort of leads you can give us on like, hey, this is important to talk to people about. Like this is, these are the challenges that we've faced and this is how we've maneuvered or struggled to maneuver around them. Please share that. We'd love to hear it and we will, we will address it and, and help others learn from your experiences. Absolutely. So again, encouraging you guys to do just a few steps here. Definitely set those work boundaries and home boundaries, right? Have an agreement around time and when you will talk about work. Try to get in some self-care a little bit throughout the day and then have a discussion around emotional interaction from role with partner versus coworker. Just have the conversation. It doesn't even have to, you know, just start it like, hey, What's your comfort level around like, what if we start to get triggered at work? Like, how do we do that? What's something that we can do to, you know, make sure that we can be okay? And is that like a few check-ins throughout the day? You know, everyone's going to be different. But I would say those are the first three steps and like really starting to navigate a healthy work relationship with your significant other. Absolutely. Well, Tara, thank you so much for being my uh, business partner and my intimate partner. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're a rock star. You are amazing in many, many ways. Thank you. So please, you know, follow us on Instagram. We are at relationship underscore renovation. You can like us on Facebook at He Said, She Said Counseling, or you can search for Relationship Renovation on Facebook And don't forget to also check us out on TikTok. We are Relationship Renovation. So thank you for listening. Again, reach out. We are here to support you. And we will definitely continue more on this topic because it's more important and it's more pronounced these days than ever. So send us an email at info at he said, she said counseling.com. Take care of you. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.